Too Close for Podcast. We're back once again. Tonight we're talking about episode 205. That's the fifth episode from season two of Too Close for Comfort. First aired November 17th, 1981. Now this was the fifth episode of the season, but its production number is eight. So technically, I guess in the story, it happens two weeks after the one we covered last time. But the beautiful thing about this show and a lot of sitcoms from this time period, they were designed to be watched in any order, pretty much. Uh, there's just a few storylines, like M Muriel being pregnant, that would not make sense out of order. But I think you'd be able to figure out what happened. <laughs> so anyway, tonight's episode, cleverly titled, What's Our Rush? I sounded like April when I said that. What's our rush? So we begin. Henry is up past midnight. Working on the cosmic cow. Because he's worried about Muriel's test to see if the baby is healthy. The amniocentesis. Yeah. I didn't know how to spell that, so I didn't write that down. I just cheated by looking at the wiki. <laughs> When Jackie rings the doorbell, she comes in and tells them that uh, all the people, all the people at the bank are going on strike, or the women are, all the women are to get equal pay. So she's not going to be able to pay the rent. Henry's not that happy about that, and he goes, "Well, at least Sarah will pay her half." And then we find out that Sarah has quit her job and she's not going to be able to pay her half of the rent either. Jackie takes off and so the next morning Huey shows up at the girls house. April and the girls are, are happy to see their grandfather and April takes him upstairs so, so he can settle in. Later Henry and Muriel come home with good news about the baby. They have uh, champagne because the baby's healthy, but they don't want to talk about the sex of the baby. Huey says he's in town for his friend's funeral, a fellow named Barney Harry, I believe, and they all toast the baby being healthy, and the girls want to know the sex of the baby, but Henry and Muriel don't want to know. Huey says he'll find out one way or another. That's the end of Act One. Alright, so that night, Henry once again is, now he's worried what Huey's gonna do about the baby. Muriel thinks her mother also would like to know the sex of the baby. And then they get in a big fight, briefly, and at this point, a pillow flies out. At some point during this, a pillow flies out the window and then later on comes flying back in the window, which I thought was pretty cool. And then they kind of make up. And then, meanwhile, Huey is sneaking out of the apartment with a flashlight and, and a bag of some sort and meets up with Monroe. It's getting pretty good right now. So the next morning, Jackie tells, uh, tells her parents that the strike is over. 
but she's quit her job because Huey suggested that she she uh, go for her dream of being a, what would you say, a fashion designer? Yes. So that just uh, sends Henry off. Henry tells uh, Jackie, go wake Huey up. I got a a bone to pick with him. So she goes off to wake him up, comes back and says, "Huey, Huey hasn't slept in his bed. And then suggests that uh, April says that they ought to call the police when the phone rings. I believe it was April. Who else would have... Mm. When the phone rings, and, and it's the police informing them that Huey is in jail. Yeah, it was a call from the police from Huey and said that he's in jail with, uh, what do you call him, Milton. Now, we get many one-sided phone conversations throughout this series, but there's a nice handful of them, especially in the beginning, that are from the police. Or from the police department. Have you noticed this? Yeah, they, yeah. Could, they couldn't afford this, <laughs> this time to go to the jail. But it's implied that Everybody rushes rushes down to the police department to get Huey and Milton out of jail. Of course, it's Monroe. So that was Act Two. So then they return with Monroe and Huey, who are arrested for breaking into Dr. Connolly's office. Huey says if they'd asked the doctor about the sex of the baby in the first place, he wouldn't have had to go to he wouldn't have had to go to jail, or he wouldn't have had to break in. Huey says it's important to him to know the sex because he he wants some, uh, to someone to carry on the family name. So Henry says, "Well, let's call the doctor and have him tell you." So they call the doctor. Huey gets on the phone and says that he wants Muriel to have a happy, healthy baby, and hangs up. And he says, uh, it's good enough that God knows if, what the sex of the baby. The end. Thank you, thank you very much. So it was a lot of drama about nothing, pretty much. Much ado about... That's another episode, <laughs> I think. So, April was in this episode, but she didn't really do anything that changed the storyline, right? If anything, Huey was kind of like a pseudo-interloper in this episode, showing up and changing things around again. I don't think any of the girls would have gone on broken into a, a doctor's office. Yeah, they were just too busy protesting. They had a lot of protest signs. I didn't even mention that. Jackie seemed pretty serious about this protest. Yeah, and then she just quits. It's like, you could have done that. There, this whole episode, even though I really like this one, it's it's full of a, uh, you could have just done that in the first minute of the episode, and we could have avoided all this, you know. Yep, I think so. We got another mention of 
Muriel's nameless mother, who we will not meet for another 11 episodes still, so working our way towards the unnamed mother, who will be named at that time. You probably already know the name, but I'll leave some level of suspense if you don't, if you're playing along with us at home. Okay, Cosmic Cow. Henry was working late at night, and Sarah was wearing the Cosmic Cow sweater. For this episode, this one had it all almost. Henry's sweaters was Columbia University. Monroe was definitely there, and he was wearing stripes. One of many characters crammed into this episode, making it feel like it was a double-length one, but it was only 20 minutes. Objects thrown out the window. Yeah, that pillow. Which I still think was an accident. I'll probably never know how we're going to find that out. But, uh, it looked like they went with it. It it got thrown back in. That's the thing that, you know, kind of sealed it for me in the whole bizarre pillowcase folding sequence. This seemed like some nice uh, improv, and they just left it in. One-sided phone conversations. Yeah, we had Henry to the police. Or I should say the police to Henry using the, the old-timey kitchen phone. And then, of course, there was that call at the very end, which was Henry to the doctor, then passed to Huey and hung up. And then the audience applauded. And I, But I thought, he just insulted you by hanging that phone up. And I thought we were back into the fight again, like... I don't want to know the sex of the baby now because you want to you want to tell me. Much like the whole, why don't you have a seat? I don't feel like sitting down. Well, stand then. Then he sits. You know, I I thought we were continuing with that, but I guess not. <laughs> we had three instances of Henry pointing, and one good Henry stammer. We got to see the El Camino drive by, as well as the daytime freeze frame. That one was in there as well. From what I recall, that one starts to get uh, phased out. They started to uh, phase out the daytime freeze frame more in favor of the El Camino drive-by in later episodes. This episode, you get them both. You get both of them. It's crazy. This was the first mention of Jackie's fashion designing. Balabin's was not mentioned, but this was the end of that whole bank storyline. A lot of stuff crammed into one episode. Usually they'd make one full episode about any of these four or five storylines going here. Maybe that's what happened. They had all those different storylines, but they only filled up about two or three pages of material, and they said, let's cram it all into one episode. Call it, what's our rush? Andrew? Well... There was lots of baby talk, but we don't know if it's Andrew or Andrea. We don't know the sex of this baby yet. Now the intro. We got new Muriel and Sarah shots, and Monroe was added to it. This is the intro. The one that they stick with for years. Now of course, the Monroe shots flip back and forth to him with the Betty Crocker cookbook, that I guess eventually they settled on the classic shot Monroe sitting in the chair looking shamed, which is from an episode that, have we seen already? I don't remember. Want the cookbook? That one, too. Well, we haven't seen the... Have we seen the cookbook? It all starts to become such a blur. Yeah. Tweet us if you know the answer. 
at GMR Podcast. The five-note music cue happened twice in this episode. We also had the one-note cue. This was the second appearance of Huey. On a scale of one to five, I'm giving this a four. Very close to a five, though. We had some bizarreness happen in this episode, but we always do. On the pillow? Part of the reason why uh, I like to watch the show is the bizarre oddness. The pillow was... You could almost count that in there. You probably should count it. And what are you counting? I'm counting Monroe and Huey breaking into the doctor's office. That's just slaps. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, of course we don't see any of those. Yeah, no real consequences. Well, the sitcom universe. They just, the doctor decided not to press charges. So. And more talk of Muriel's mother, but still no name. What did we learn this week? Who's Milton? <laughs> Monroe is an official member of the show with this episode. Finally in the intro for Jim J. Bullock there. We learned that in sitcom land, doctors can be very forgiving. Yeah, you can break into the office, I don't care. This happens this happens a couple times a week. You you really wouldn't believe how often this exact scenario happens. Strike include it. This episode does a good job of cramming all the characters into it. I will hand it to them for that. April's in her, in her classic outfit. Mm-hmm. With the suspenders, the yellow headband. You said that was your Halloween costume this Thinking year. Thinking about it. The headband would be easy to come by, those suspenders. I'm going to have to go back to 1986 for those. <laughs> Oh, next week. Now, what can I say about next week? Well, I'll save it till then. Now, as I said earlier, the production number on this one was 208. Next week is 210. We're jumping forward once again. Because it was the Thanksgiving episode. They needed to time the Thanksgiving episode to air on Thanksgiving or pretty close to it. Next week. Wow. Wow. Rafkin's bum. A seemingly homeless man returns to Rafkin's on Thanksgiving. I remember this one. Amazing. You can hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anytime, anywhere. Create custom playlists. Rate and review my show on Stitcher. And over 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store.